Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. But then I'm a kid and I have a gun next to my fucking dick. Yeah. You know, it's like, what if I shot your dick off saying shit like this and he's laughing, but he's laughing, but he's also kind of serious. Yeah. And I remember just freaked the fuck out. Right. And then he's like, look at this bitch. He's fucking, you know, he's scared. He's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you. But he would. Yeah. He would have shot me. Yeah. And I remember I went home and I fucking cried, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I went home yeah. that night yeah. and just out of nowhere, I started fucking crying because yeah. I was like, I could have died. Right. And I was like, dude, in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain podcast i hope you guys are staying blessed you're uh, happy out there may the lord be with you <laughs> i hope the lord has given you many blessings it's holiday season so you know whether you celebrate it or not i hope you guys have good company a good time good health uh, just a good position in life man you know you know i was talking about this with mariel on the the previous podcast but i think holidays now when i go back home mm-hmm. starts to make me feel it doesn't have like the same feeling. Mm. Number one, because, you know, new different family members have started different lives. We don't really gather like we used to. Mm. But the thing is that every year I get to see how old my parents are getting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, fuck. Yeah, there's, there. you know, for you, there is that kind of disconnect in terms of like location. You have yeah. that barrier between you guys. And so you don't get that FaceTime with your parents as regularly as somebody like me, where my parents, you know, they don't live exactly close, but are driving distance. They're about 30 minutes from where I am. Yeah. No, 30 miles. I'm sorry. So maybe roughly about 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Um, And like when I get that feeling of over the years of like, damn, you guys are getting old. I can only imagine when you see them that every once in a while that you do. Yeah. What that must feel like. To see. It's weird. Like uh, I'll um, and it's not when I just look at them and I'm talking to them. They yeah. feel and look the same. Yeah. It's when I take a picture. 
I'll take a photo and I look at my face next to theirs. You know what? You're right. You're right. I do have those moments too when we take like family photos. Like let's say we get together for a dinner and we we take Mm -hmm. that picture. I look at it and I'm like, wow. Yeah, they got old. Wow. But then we got old. Yeah, we got old too. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that it's it's so weird, man. Every time I look at it, like I was, uh, I have like a clip of my mom where I was just recording her on the couch watching TV. Mm -hmm. And I had this weird little uh, deja vu thing Mm -hmm. because it just, Remind me when I was a kid, I used to watch. I was, my mom would be next to me watching TV. Yeah, but the person in front of me now is just a lot older. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, man. There's a there's gonna be a finite time where I get to see this picture again. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's just it's gonna disappear, dude. You know what hit home with me years back? I saw there was this graphic designer who's super into creating like infographics, right? Basically yeah. stats and creating graphic design with it. And um, he was thinking about, because he lived in a different country, I believe, from his parents. And so he was talking about the average number of times he gets to see his parents in a year, Mm -hmm. usually. And based on life expectancy rate, he basically charted that out, right? And so there's like individual human um, like silhouettes there. And he put in red the number of frequency or like the frequency of rate that he can actually see them, how much time he has left. Yeah. And I looked at that and I was like, holy shit. And it hit him the same way too. Like, holy shit, I got to do whatever I can to try to spend more time with them. At least like call them, talk to them. Because looking at this chart makes me realize my time with them is so much limited. Yeah. And it goes into that perspective of like, you know, how important it is for what we do with our time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, this might be repetitive from the last podcast, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's just, I just, it's just been on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what I saw, but it had to do with the idea that uh, people tell you that you have uh, 24 hours within a day, mm-hmm. but that's a lie because eight of those hours is yeah, sleep. Right. And then the other um, 10 hours or eight hours or so is work. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that free time? Yeah. So it's like, you've been told this lie that you have 24 hours in a day to do what you want yeah and it's not necessarily true. <laughs> no it's not it's you don't not. have 24 hours yeah you actually have a lot less than that. a majority of that time is either you spent eating or going to sleep mm-hmm. or working mm-hmm. right so it's like what do you do with this time and it kind of like puts in that perspective of really just making everything count even if it's a job that you're doing right yeah. like i i find that to be a little I wish I would have found that out a little earlier, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh shit. Cause I think I'm pretty still, I'm still relatively good with my time. I can always be doing a little more, Yeah, but it's weird when it's put into that perspective. It's like, Hey, you actually don't have 24 hours. You have about 10 to eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm like, no, for sure. Oh, oh for shit. Sure. And on top of that, you're a human being. So mm-hmm. even let's say hypothetically, you do have 10 hours. Mm-hmm doesn't mean you're going to maximize those 10 hours. You're not learning a language all those 10 hours. You're not traveling, you know. Exactly. And, you know, there's going to be times when you're tired, where you're burned out. But, like, that's why I respect, you know, these people who are able to just have that discipline and consistency with their work ethic. Somebody like Kobe, for example, right? That's why I looked up to him in, in terms of his work ethic so much because this guy not only did polyphasic sleeping, which is you break your sleep into naps, Right. And I think he did two uh two naps during the day of three hours each. So he slept three hour blocks. And then every other hour would be well, most of it would be dedicated to training and mm-hmm. practicing. And it's just like, dude, to do that shit day in and day out for as long as he played basketball, just to keep himself at the top, it takes a crazy person, man. It takes yeah. a crazy person to be like, all right, I'm gonna ignore this pain, ignore this injury. 
Um, the fact that I got to spend more time with my kids, more time with my wife, all of that, all those sacrifices came with the territory of being great. You know, so when I look at that, it's it's something that I aspire to and that inspires me, man. But again, yeah. it's not so easy to do that on a daily basis. Well, you got to die in a helicopter now, too, man. <laughs> oh, but, man. <laughs> like, Come on, man. Come on, man. That's too soon still. Said, hey, too hey, soon hey, still, bro. Hey, my mind, I was like, don't say this joke. <laughs> I, fu- I fucking follow through. You fucked her urgently still. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, Come on, man. That's the... Come on, this guy hey, right man. here, man. Hey, let me just tell you how much I respect Kobe. I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, and I have him on my wall. That's respect. That's you know? respect, guys. If you guys know about the rivalry between Sacramento and L.A., like to have a fucking Kobe poster on your wall, that's respect, man. I always loved watching him play. <laughs> Even when we would go against Kobe, yeah. it was just so fun watching him play because right. you just didn't know what the fuck he was going to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, so I remember just getting pissed but being like, damn, that shit was fucking sick. Yeah. You know, his work ethic is something that's very hard to follow and I don't think everybody can do it. I no, think for sure. 99% for sure. people can't really yeah. do it. But if those, for those people out there in that 1% that's searching for greatness, he's a great example of yes. it. You know, um, Mike Tyson as well. Yeah. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. And these yeah. two lesbians making out. <laughs> <laughs> so, that one inspires one, me the most for some one, reason. <laughs> this one is um <laughs> this one this, this one photo's a little out of place. I'm waiting for Tommy to create somebody that's another one of my heroes. Aesthetically it goes together. It goes though. aesthetically really yeah. goes. I love this this art piece too, by the way. It's like it's a representation of LA. You right. Know? Right. Um, but these people are people that I admire a lot. Yeah. You know, Bruce yeah. Lee. Mike Tyson and Kobe Bryant. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Kobe was how he, you know, while he was still around, how we decided to be after his, after he retired, mm. he left, he left no doors open. Right. There's, he left himself as an undeniable force. When yeah. somebody talks about greatness and what he does, you have an idea of two people, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> For sure. Even LeBron James, people speak about him now. Nobody talks about LeBron James the way they talk about Kobe and Jordan. No. Right. No. Which number one for for what Kobe did to follow up what Jordan did to for them to, to have them in the same conversation yeah. is pretty fucking insane. You know, when when you really think about it, because Jordan was the epitome of what basketball is in terms Absolutely. of being an elite. Absolutely. But now there's a conversation of elite or is it Kobe or is it Jordan? Yeah. That's so hard to do. Not to mention, I think the biggest thing here too is Kobe had Jordan's respect. Yeah. That's not easy to come by. You know what I mean? Especially when somebody is mimicking your style of play to the point where it's like a mirror image of you, right? And we learned um, after Kobe's passing just how close MJ and Kobe were, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, Mike spoke at Kobe's eulogy at the Staples Center. And I don't think a lot of the public knew just how close they actually were. Right. People yeah, might have know. I didn't either. And, and I'm a Kobe fanatic. I didn't <laughs> know that. But that was the thing. They kept that relationship private. And, and I respect that so much. For too. example, too, if you guys haven't seen his uh, his speech at uh, his at the eulogy. Yeah. He talked about how Kobe would text him in like the middle of the night. <laughs> 12 a.m. Yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> the most yeah. random advice ever. It's like, yeah. yo, my daughter has this move she's trying to work on. And Jordan's like, yo, what the fuck? It's 2 a.m. in the morning. What are you talking about this shit? He's like talking about like h- how to like further his daughter's career like yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, what were you thinking when you were 12? Yeah. Is that first of all, it's 2 in the morning. And at 12, I was trying to play baseball. 
<laughs> that's his like winner's mentality. Yeah. And there's not a lot of like NBA players that you see after retirement where they still look as co- good as Kobe did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or ha- as happy. happy. Yeah. And fulfilled. And I think that was the thing is that like he just strived for greatness in whatever it is that he was trying to do. The biggest difference that I see between Kobe and Jordan yeah. is that Jordan, um, I read this article years ago where it was basically an interview of Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan was talking about how even till this day in his age, he mm-hmm. still like he he still feels like he could just tear anybody up <laughs> yeah, on the court. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's still talking shit in his head. Yeah. At his age of 60 or whatever, yeah. he's still like, I'll oh, fuck this fool up on court, <laughs> which is so he hasn't found peace. Yeah. And I and I feel anyway from reading this from from reading um that uh that that piece of writing mm-hmm. that Jordan still has unresolved things in the sport. <laughs> he still feels like he needs to do more. Even though he's the GOAT. <laughs> Even though he's the GOAT. Yeah. Which is crazy. And Kobe doesn't have that. Kobe's like, I did my piece. Yeah. I can leave happy. And people were, even when they were interviewing him, they're like, would you ever think about playing again? He goes, no, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you done. know, he, he he left it all in the court, man. Yeah. And that, that was a beautiful thing to witness. Like, for somebody to be as great as Kobe was, to, to find peace after he's done with his career and tackle new challenges and and to thrive in it and then boom it's like it's gone you know that's why it was so sad because it was like i don't know the guy personally but i did grow up uh watching him and he he was a part of my childhood and adulthood and he inspired me on so many levels and to see him you know tack like go on to tackle new things was just it was inspiring man and, and again i didn't know him personally but i felt happy for him too yeah and then it's like yeah it just fucking one morning, you know, it's like he got in a helicopter. Right? Like one of my favorite moments about this, I said this the last time we talked about it was when everybody was like, Rick Fox died too. <laughs> He's like, why, why he got fucking his, I don't even know how his name came yeah. into the mix. <laughs> I thought it was hella funny because Rick Fox was hella pissed. Yeah, he responded to it. Yeah, He's like, yo, fuck y'all, I'm not dead. <laughs> I really don't know how his name got caught up in the mix. Somebody just didn't like Rick Fox and was like, yeah, he died too. Yo, somebody, somebody just hates Rick Fox and he spread a fucking rumor that he was dead. And then Rick Fox is like, I'm still alive. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know why anybody would care about Rick Fox on that level at this point to even come up with that rumor. But yeah, that was... It, despite it being a very tragic situation, I did find humor in that too. <laughs> that shit, I, I felt, I felt so fuck. Do you remember that? There was a what's the, that the that comic uh, Ari Shafir. He got canceled because of some tweets that he said about Kobe or something like that. No, no, what happened? Uh, shit, I don't even remember now. But I yeah. think I talked about it on the podcast years ago. But that's like one of those moments where there were some people who made really good jokes mm-hmm. that kind of navigated in between the borderline of like offensive and then really fucking funny. Yeah, but. His joke wasn't really good. I yeah. forgot the one joke that on Twitter, like when he died, that made me cry laughing. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but there was that was that weird borderline of like, damn, this is really tragic, but uh-huh. there's a joke in this somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. She was fucking she was fucking crazy. Like I still remember everything everybody remembers where they were when he when he died and when he passed away. Yeah. 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 No, I remember distinctly, man. I was in bed 
my my jacking off. <laughs> you, put, you put the lotion. You put oh, hold the lotion up, hold down. Up, hold up. Why is my dick going soft right now? Something, <laughs> ha- something happened in the world. Let me look up the news right now. <laughs> Something's off. Yeah, something's. I'm getting bad vibes right here, right now. Yeah, I don't just go limp for no reason, you know. Um, no, yeah, I was I was uh, in bed, and then uh, my my ex woke me up and was just like, "Kobe died," and I. You know, I was kind of half asleep still, and I'm like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, what are you, we're talking about fucking Kobe. You yeah. know, like, what do you mean he died? And she's like, "Yeah, you know, there's like, it's on the news. Like, he died in a helicopter crash." And I was like, "What?" I hella ignored it because it, it you know, what it felt like it felt like that time when I was super young, and I mm. remember when uh, news broke out that Aaliyah died. Because mm. mm. when when they when it was on the well, yeah, at church, people, like, yo, you know, yeah. Aaliyah died. I yeah. thought everybody was fucking with me. Yeah. And so I didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. And then three or four days later, <laughs> people are like, yo, Aaliyah died. I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking real, yeah, dude. Yeah. I think I think that's how a lot of people took it, man. They were just kind of in disbelief at first. Like, oh, this has to be one of those bullshit rumors. I think everybody was just kind of waiting for confirmation that yeah. th- this did actually happen. Because I think, too, my initial thing was like, nah, man, it's, it's fucking Kobe, dude. Like, what kind of sick joke is this? You know, like, come on. We, we're taking this hoax to a, a, a whole different level now. I wonder if Jordan, when he heard the news, he was like, I beat you. <laughs> like, Jordan is just. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier and a whole lot more enjoyable what is fume you ask fume is an innovative award-winning flavored air device that does just that instead of vapor fume uses flavored air instead of electronics fume is completely natural and instead of harmful chemicals fume uses delicious flavors you get it instead of bad fume is good it's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy i keep one in my car just because i'm a fidgety guy and guess what i'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor my friends nothing bad for you in there and definitely definitely fun to use my friends start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today fume is giving the listeners of the show 10 percent off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much 
easier. Start the good habit at trifume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what though? Like this, the dude's need to compete is like on a psychotic it's level. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's like maniacal when it comes to the need to compete. So I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him if he had that private talk. Did you? Did you? So I mean, this happened a while ago, but yeah. I didn't really talk about. It. Did you listen to Young Dolph? Um, no, I, I'm like barely aware of him. I only know of his name. Yeah, exactly. Know? But exactly. I didn't listen to any of his music, to be honest with you. Yeah. But he got murdered, which was, yeah, which was I fucking saw. crazy. I saw. I didn't read too much about it. Right? Yeah. But then he got murdered while he was picking up cookies. Right. Which is some story that I would hear about myself or something. And apparently know? there was like a, there's a conspiracy theory about it being a setup that the- From the, the cookie store? Yes. The owner of the cookie store being involved with his murder oh, in some way. I was like, yo, man, I know you like that no, chocolate it, chip cookie. No, because apparently the cookie owner, the cookie store owner was like saying he wasn't present at the time young Dolph died or got shot and killed or whatever. <gasps> but other reports are saying that he was holding young Dolph as he was dying. So people are kind of like, yo, whoa, hold up, hold up. What's going on here? This fool baited him with cookies and killed him? That's the craziest <laughs> story I've ever what, heard in my yeah, life. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the, like I said, it's a theory. It's a conspiracy theory. But apparently there's some inconsistencies in the details of, of what happened. For some reason, I just pictured this really fat guy with an apron. Like, I'm the motherfucking cookie killer. <laughs> <laughs> he just bites Young Dolph over. He's trying to get this chocolate chip, son. <laughs> but it's like, what's what's his beef with him? What's his beef with Young Dolph? This one told this him that true. he didn't like macadamias in his cookies. And then he was like, you don't like macadamia you in my did, cookies? You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking, you're fucking. Yo, I heard too, though. I heard he he uh, promoted that small business to oh, like support shit. it and everything. He, really? Okay. So that's why it's a little weird to me because I read a I read a small piece in the article where they were talking about he used to shout he shouted out this business all the time. Yeah. It was like his favorite cookie spot. Uh-huh. And then he was kind of involved in that of like blowing that spot up because he would always talk about, yo, I gotta get up mm. get my cookies from the spot. Mm. Which is kind of weird. Maybe it's a front. Maybe it's a front for something and some business deal went bad. You know what I mean? I'm so curious, man. <laughs> but I don't know, all this all this weird stuff too. Like you know, I, I think we used to say or I, I said multiple times on this podcast where uh, I feel that a lot of gang violence has like died down compared to like the 90s but there's still fucking dangerous spots out there look man don't get it twisted there's still very active gang members that are out there it's just again not a part of pop culture Ah, as it was in the mainstream media in in 90s it was like it was a cool thing to do so even if you weren't part of that environment or whatever people still dress like it talk like it listen to like gangster rap and all that but now it's not so-called like cool to be a gangster. You know what I mean? Uh, but those people who are living in the hood, growing up in that type of environment where it's, it might even be generational. Like their grandpa was in that gang and their dad was in that gang and now they're in the gang. It was fucking crazy. So literally a couple days ago, I actually, 
I had this random fucking memory yeah. that just popped up because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, from Sacramento. He came to visit, but <clears throat> he reminded me of the story that I completely forgot because it was fucking traumatizing. So <laughs> <laughs> you suppressed this memory. Yeah, I suppressed and it came this. Back up. <laughs> I suppressed this fucking memory super fucking yeah. hard. But he was talking to me about like he's like you know we were just kind of sharing a conversation about where we're at right now. So he is now a pharmacist, mm. right? Super dope. And this guy was like the dumbest fucking person I ever knew in my life. And he, you know, <laughs> you, know you know who the fuck you are, you stupid shit. He, like, you're he so was stupid, but I'm proud of you, bro. <laughs> he was stupid as hell. Like, he was yeah. such a goofy, stupid fucking guy. Yeah. And I think he and I were both in this weird situation where we always wanted to be something that we weren't. And, you know, it's that time where you were talking about where gang violence was very glamorized. Mm-hmm. So even though we didn't belong in these circles, we wanted to be on the periphery of it. We mm-hmm. wanted to you know, just be a part of that type of shit. But we weren't really about this life. So he reminded me of that time. He was like, hey, remember that one time that fool fucking checked your ass super hard? I was like, what are you talking about? So there was this uh, specific uh, gang that I used to not kick it with per se, but they allowed me to kick it with them because I grew up with one of the OG's younger brothers. Okay. And it's, it's funny, but it's not funny because... I think they liked me because I was a really goofy, funny fucking guy, right? Yeah. So I would always like crack jokes or whatever. But there is a hierarchy in terms of who you get to make fun of in the group. <laughs> oh, yeah, for right? sure. <laughs> right? You don't just to get just to clown on everybody. No, you don't get an instant pass, man. <laughs> Exactly. Like the OG, OGs, they have a lot of fucking pride. Yeah. And this is back in the day where, you know, especially as thugs, emotions aren't a part of the fucking equation. You, you can't just fucking clown on one of the OGs, make fun of them, and then you're going to walk away scratch-free. Yeah. So I was allowed to kick it with them, and I was like a bigger dude too, so I kind of looked like one of the older guys, but I wasn't. I was just a six feet tall, <laughs> you know, at the age of 14. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were joking around whatever. And then this, the homie's older brother, he was saying some shit. And I think that when I look back at it now, I think he was trying to imitate me because I would make a lot of jokes and people would crack up. So he wanted to be a funny guy too. Mm. The guy wasn't fucking funny at all. Mm. I can say this now. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He's a super nice guy now, yeah. has kids, has family. But you know what you did to me, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he's super fucking nice. Uh-huh. Like he's super cool and chill, you know, just at that time. It was a different era. I actually don't know what he does, but his younger brother's a pharmacist. But he, um, I was getting a little too comfortable and, you know, cracking jokes or whatever. And then he made a joke, and this is in front of all the all the homies or whatever. And I'm one of the tongs, and I'm yeah. just like, I can't remember the joke that I said, but I was basically making fun of him that he's not funny, but he's trying so hard to be. Uh-huh. And people started laughing, and then you know, you know when somebody laughs, but they're not really laughing. Yeah, he just doesn't want to seem like he can't take a joke. Right, he's like ha ha ha, whatever, whatnot. Right, and then one of the homies kind of looked at me like. Oh shit! <laughs> like, bro, like you fucked up. My but man. I got carried away, yeah. you know, because I felt super comfortable because they allowed me to kick it with them. And then this fool, straight up, in the middle of nowhere, out of out of nowhere, as we're like people are laughing or whatever, he's like, "Oh, you think you're fucking funny, huh?" Mm. And I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm oblivious, and I'm just giggling and laughing. And he's like, "Blah blah blah." He's like, "Would you giggle if I fucking capped you right now?" And this fool fucking flashed his oh, piece at me, and he flashed his piece at me, <laughs> yeah. le- legit like this. And then people are like kind of laugh they're laughing still right because yeah. they could tell he's pissed at me but yeah. i can't tell yeah and i'm like i'm like what the fuck you ain't gonna shoot me and this fool literally takes his fucking uh piece and he puts it on my thigh uh-huh. and then <laughs> i got 
I remember like the blood uh, just like draining from my just face. Left your body, man. Yeah, I rem- <laughs> just left your body. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody has ever felt this, but when you face like real fear, it feels like all the the blood in your fucking face just dissipates and you're just pale and it's like a cold sweat. <laughs> right. And I remember he put that fucking gun to my thigh, like joking around, whatever. Yeah. But then I'm a kid and I have a gun next to my fucking dick. Yeah. You know, it's like, what if I shot your dick off? Saying shit like this and he's laughing, but he's laughing, but he's also kind of serious. Yeah. And I remember just freaked the fuck out, right? And then he's like, look at this bitch. He's fucking, you know, he's scared. He's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you. But he would. Yeah. He would have shot me. Yeah. And I remember I went home and I fucking cried, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I went home yeah. that night yeah. and just out of nowhere, I started fucking crying because yeah. I was like, I could have died. Right. And I was like, dude, remember when your fucking brother did that to me? He was like, your brother, your brother put a fucking piece to my fucking thigh and my dick. He goes, yeah, he's not like that anymore, man. Like, he's like super like. Everybody else remembers it as a funny moment except, except you. Except for me. Because yeah, you're the one traumatized. I was traumatized and shit. Everybody was giggling, laughing yeah. or whatever. But this will fucking check my gangster super fucking hard. And yeah. he put a fucking gun to my dick. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. It was uh, the Goodfellas Joe Pesci moment. Oh, you think I'm funny? Funny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't die. You yeah. know? It's like one of those things. I like, shut the fuck up, Polly. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Boom. Kills yeah. him. But literally, that dude fucking threatened me oh, just because I hurt his ego and his pride. Well, but but that's the thing. You had to learn that lesson the hard way. I mean, <laughs> I'm a 14 year old. I know, I know, but but you also as as traumatizing as it was, you got to be thankful you got to pass like that because yeah. it could have been a lot more different. Could've beat my ass, yeah, exactly. At the very least, he could have just beat your ass. You could got jumped for that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like he could have targeted you every time he sees you now. Like you're that dude they're gonna bomb on. He wasn't going to because fucking this fool told his brother that I cried. <laughs> Why did you tell me? Why did you tell your friend that you cried then? <laughs> well, because he called me up to see if I was cool. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, not gonna lie, man." Like, sh-. I was like, "When he, because we were on the phone." Yeah. Like, I don't want to tell this part, but I will. I don't give a fuck anymore. We were on the phone. And he was like, "Yo, you cool, man?" Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you know, my brother fucking pulled that piece on you. Yeah. And as he was talking to me, I started crying thinking about it. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. I was like, bro, and I was like kind of pissed at him. I was like, bro, your brother could have killed me. He's like, ah, he wasn't gonna kill you, man. It's like you're, you're my homie, dude. He's not yeah. gonna fuck. He just wanted to, you know, check your gangster or whatever, whatnot. I'm like, I'm for but he was so much older too. I was like, that's what, what's the age gap? How old was he? Uh he definitely was he wasn't in high school. Okay. But oh, okay, he was older than Yeah, old. he didn't go to college. So I, I don't know what he was exactly, yeah. but I think he was at least like 19 or 20. Okay. So obviously a 14-year-old makes a joke at you and then you Yeah, know. especially if he's an OG or whatever. Oh, dude, you are stepping on toes like a motherfucker. I think for him too, like when I look at it, it's like You know what's like what's that word in Korean? It's like you know, oh, no, oh, no, you think you, you could say yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, it's one right. of those things. Yeah. Because he was always super nice to me. Yeah. So I thought that he, we could just joke. Yeah. But I think that if it was in a setting of just me, his brother, and him, it would have been fine. Mm. But it was me, his brother, and him, and like five other dudes. Right, right. And so I didn't know that the the social hierarchy of the shit. And I think for me, because I wasn't in the gang, it wasn't a gang thing to me. I was just at sure. my friend's house. Yeah. With his older brother. Yeah. Everybody just, it's all shits and giggles. You thought, you know, it's all good. Why not? I'm going to crack a joke. Oh, shit. I Guess up. how many times <laughs> I went back to his house after that? <laughs> Zero times. Did you ever talk to his brother after that? Or no, no? He was super nice to me. Okay. After okay, that. Okay. And I think for him too, 
I think he felt bad. Yeah. I think he felt bad after he found out I went home and I cried. Mm. So he's a gangster with a conscience. Yeah, because <laughs> well, he, he saw me since I was a little kid. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's not like he just wanted to do that shit. But I think for him within his power in that group, mm-hmm. he had to do what he had to do to show everybody like, yo, this kid's not going to just go ahead and mouth off to me how yeah. the fuck he wants. Right. Because I was a funny guy. <laughs> But that shit was traumatizing. No, you, gotta, dude. you gotta know, man. There's there's rules like unspoken rules and things you gotta know in that type of environment, that type of setting and hierarchy. And that's a no no right there, man. You committed cardinal sin. I didn't fucking know. I wish you would have told me. <laughs> What's he gonna say? Like, hey, you could joke, but be careful who you joke yes, about. Yes, I would have liked that specific instruction. Like, yo, you know how we clown each other? Don't ever do that in front of the homies. Like, you got to know your place. He never yeah. said that to me. I, no, I know. But I'm saying, like, in the moment it happened, it's already too late. You know what I mean? I'm over, I'm over here just, <laughs> I'm like having the time of my life. You know what I'm saying? Just laughing my ass off, whatever, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And it was problematic too because at 14 I was drinking. And then, you know, they were giving me drinks. So I was already super loose and fucking drunk yeah. as a 14-year-old kid. Oh, That's probably why I cried at home too because I was drunk. Well, look, man, if you weren't used to being in that environment, completely understandable. Completely understandable. I'll tell you this: I never yeah. did it again. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. At least you learned your lesson. <laughs> I guess it worked. Yeah, I never went back to that house ever again. Do you want to know the fucking funny thing about the story too? This what is happened? the funniest part about it. Yeah, they're all, he's also their family is also like devout Catholic, so. <laughs> when this when this happened are they filipino by any chance no they're vietnamese oh, okay <laughs> they, they're such devout catholic he did this shit while we were in his garage in front of the house yeah and but they it was for lent so they couldn't eat meat so they were they barbecued they were barbecuing fucking fish sticks they were barbecuing <laughs> fish sticks because that was the only thing they, did, they had without any meat. So it was a bunch of Heinekens and these fools were grilling fish sticks. Why not just fish? Why is it going to be fish they sticks? They didn't have it. They just had fish sticks. But for some reason, they, they brought out the fucking Weber and they were grilling fish sticks on it, dog. I've never <laughs> seen anybody grill Fish, fish, fish sticks, sticks on a fucking grill. They were before. literally grilling fish sticks wow. on this on this like mini Weber grill. Yeah, I just flew out a gun to my fucking dick with a bunch of Heinekens drinking, dude. This whole scenario is the fucking funniest thing ever. <laughs> and that's so funny how you suppressed that memory until you yeah. saw that guy. You're like, hey, remember that time your fucking brother pointed a gun at my dick? Dog, there was this <laughs> other memory. So. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin mm. and um, my cousin told me this shit where uh, we were hanging out with each other. This was like maybe a year ago. I might've already told this, but it was a year ago where we were, it was me, my cousin and my, uh, I think it was, no, it wasn't my brother. It was me and my cousin. I think it was just us. We were in Sacramento <laughs> and we decided to drive by our old duplexes. So mm-hmm. in Sacramento, we used to live in these duplexes and uh, my cousin and my aunt and uncle, they lived in a duplex pretty close by in the same neighborhood. This podcast is brought to you by Raycon, my friends. By now, you've probably seen about a thousand gift guides for the holiday season. Gifts for moms, gifts for guys, gifts for your neighbors, cousins, dog, who you don't like. But you know what? Might as well just throw that stupid asshole in there. Pooped on my lawn the other day. You could study all those gift guides and shop at 10 different places, or you could just stop your shopping and just go to Raycon and get a gift 
everyone will use. We all know how much we hate gifts that have no freaking purpose. If you give somebody a sweater for a Christmas gift, just know there's a special place in hell for you, you piece of shit. My aunt. Raycon gives you amazing audio quality wherever you go. We're talking about Raycon wireless earbuds. Whether you use them to pump up, wind down, to work out, or anything else, everybody loves themselves a pair of Raycons. I love mine. I just came back from the gym when I was boxing. And guess what? My Raycon earbuds didn't fall out. They caressed my ear holes like it, like uh, like my wife caresses my butt. Yeah, I said it. The holidays are coming up faster than you think. Now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last minute shipping scramble. Especially because right now my listeners will get 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash brain. Go to buyraycon.com slash brain and use code HOLIDAY to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash brain B-R-A-I-N. In this neighborhood, it's a bunch of trap houses. It's not a very nice neighborhood. Yeah. We, um, we used to get in a lot of like neighborhood fights as little kids. I remember this specific memory where we were, we all got into this huge fight, and <laughs> there's this one random memory of a of a lady at the block yeah. just watching us fight each other. <coughs> Hold on a second. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right there, buddy. I gotta fucking cut it right here. Hold up. Why? <coughs> Why are you doing that? This shit has been bothering me. There's a what the fuck is this? That's a white hair. <laughs> what? Why is there a long piece of white hair? I'm getting old, dude. Oh, this is actually your hair? It might be. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> we're at this duplex. And I forgot what the reason was, but we had this whole little like neighborhood block brawl. All the kids were fighting each other. I don't know what the fuck it was about. Yeah. But this one specific memory of this lady standing there. And my cousin remembers this too. He goes, do you remember when we were doing that neighborhood fight and all the kids were fighting each other? Mm. And it was one of the ladies who was just standing there watching us eating pink Starburst. <laughs> she was just sitting there just eating pink Starbucks. I was like, yo, I fucking remember this. Yeah. And then I told him, I go, hey, remember that one crazy kid where he broke up the fight because he came through and he pulled out a knife on everybody, like a kitchen knife. Oh. He ran into the house and he grabbed the kitchen knife and yeah. he started swinging it at people. Wow. To stop the fight. Yeah. No, to like fuck people up. <laughs> oh, to fuck people. Oh, to f- he was engaged in the fight. Yeah. He okay. was like trying to fucking stab people with uh-huh. like a kitchen knife. Wow. And my cousin stops and he looks at me and he goes, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you remember that that fucking crazy kid who was like trying to stab people? Yeah. He goes, bro, that was you. <laughs> I was like, I started oh my cracking God. up. I'm like, nah, yeah. nah, that was somebody else. He goes, yeah. he goes, are you are you serious? He goes, that was you. <laughs> you, you out of body moment. He was like, you were the one that grabbed the fucking kitchen knife. And started swinging it at people because uh-huh. shit was getting crazy. Yeah. He goes, you did that. I'm like, no, no, that, that was not me. It was somebody else. He Dude, goes, he goes I remember that? because yeah. I was so fucking scared because yeah. you were trying to stab people with a fucking kitchen knife. Yeah. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I remember the moment, but I remember it being somebody else. That's crazy. Bro. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah. That's crazy. And I thought this fool was fucking with me, but uh, it was confirmed with a couple of other people who were there. They're like, bro, that was you. You were the one that brought the, you ran into the fucking house yeah. and you just came out with a kitchen knife. You started swinging it at everybody. Well, how old are you at this point? Uh, if I was living at the duplex, yeah. I had to be seven years old. Damn. You thought it was a good idea to grab a kitchen knife. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> shit was getting fucking crazy. Yeah. But I just, 
I don't remember being the one who did that, but I remember somebody else did. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy how your memory can rewire. Because at this point, I feel like I'm telling the truth. Yeah. But if three other people say otherwise, they're probably that, right. That's a, that's trippy for sure. Because like, you know, I did something similar too, where um, I grabbed a fucking katana uh, from the house. That's the most Asian thing yeah, I've ever heard of my I life. I know, <laughs> I know. But it was, you know how like the katana, like... I think our family received it as like a gift or something. And you mm-hmm. know how there's a set with like the small katana and the big katana? The small one was big enough for me to like carry properly, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, I got into some shit. So I, I went home. I grabbed that shit, put it put it across my shoulder, and I got on my bike, and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's dead. That's hella funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you cut somebody up with it? No, nah, I didn't. I pulled it out, but the parents came out, you know? Oh, so, and they're like, yo, what the yeah, fuck is- like, what- all right, take it easy, Samurai <laughs> Jack. The fuck you These Asian that? people are fucking crazy. There was this. Uh, there was this. <laughs> if you guys grew up in a semi ghetto neighborhood, you'll have fight stories for days. Like so, in in our neighborhood, uh, it was about right next to our my old elementary school, Isabel Jackson. There mm-hmm. was a bus stop that would get that would pick up kids that to go to the junior high, James Rudder. Right. There was this uh, one kid that was an African kid and he used to get bullied and picked on because mm. he had a thick fucking accent. Mm. Uh, I think he was like from Ghana or something like okay. that. But, you know, when you're a kid and there, there wasn't many African kids in our school. Yeah. There was maybe a handful. Is his name Kamaru Usman? <laughs> so Kamaru Usman, right? <laughs> his name was Francis Ngannou. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But he... <laughs> So there was a kid in school that used to bully him a lot at that bus stop all the fucking time. Now, if you're asking, David, why did you stand up for him? I was too busy getting bullied myself. <laughs> so I can only do so much. I can it's only... hard when people are hitting me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, listen, I got to make sure I don't get my ass beat. Mm-hmm. This shit was crazy. This guy, I remember he used to get picked on all the time. And they would just say a bunch of these African jokes at him, right? These are all just a bunch of broke, poor kids. And... <laughs> So this fool that day it was wearing a bunch of thick clothing, clothing like thick pants, like a puff jacket or whatever, right? And this fool started punking him again. And then you could tell like this, it was not going to happen. Yeah. This fool starts stripping, right? He starts taking off his jacket. And I remember he had a jacket, like a sweater inside. And everybody's uh-huh. like, yo, this fucking African kid's getting naked. <laughs> yo, he's stripping naked. Yeah. And we don't know what the fuck is about to happen. He starts taking off everything. And he's yeah. just like in his shirt or like a tank top or whatever. My memory is fuzzy now about it, but uh-huh. it was like a shirt. Let's just say it's a shirt. Yeah. He's like in his shirt now. And then he starts taking off his belt. We're like, this fool's about to show his dick. <laughs> Takes off his belt, throws uh-huh. it down, right? Uh-huh. Starts undoing his pants. Yeah. And this out of nowhere pulls out a table leg from his pants. What the fuck? <laughs> a table leg? A fucking table leg or like a chair leg or some shit right but you could tell it was from a piece of furniture right and then you see this fool his i'll say this i'll say this first his name was darius so darius's eyes just goes wide and i remember this shit like it was it was slow-mo like he goes not today motherfucker comes up and just what darius turns around tries to run yeah. hits him in, in the in like the small of his back hit darius's back arches <laughs> Not today, Matifoka. Boom. Starts beating his ass with this stick out of nowhere. Legit. Damn. Beats the fuck out of Darius with the fucking stick. Damn. Not today, Matifoka. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. 
crazy, dude. He was ready, man. He came ready. He came ready. And then everybody's screaming like, yo, what the fuck? This fool's crazy. The bus comes in. People are like screaming. Bus driver's telling everybody to get inside the bus. They go inside the bus. The African kid, I wish I remember his name, but he just walked in. The last person that walked in the bus sat in the front, yeah. crossed his arms and just sat there, didn't say anything. What did he do with the table leg? Huh? He, I don't I, I don't know what he did with he just it. Tossed it. He was either back in his pants or some yeah. shit. Get rid of the fucking the murder weapon right I here. still remember that phrase, not today, Madifoka. That's so G though, bro. That's so G, man. Bro, if you guys know African people, right? Yeah. The way they would whoop their kids with table legs and yeah. belts. And these motherfuckers too. Like, I remember something popped off in Twitter, right? But it was like a, a fight that happened like in Africa or something. And it was like a world star video. Yeah. But these fools had belts that they were whipping each other with and sticks. And I got tagged in that shit because everybody was like, oh, that story that David told was true. Uh-huh. I was like, I told you. This fool brought a fucking table leg or like a chair. Like, and he started beating the shit out of this but kid. That's the thing, though. When you're in an environment without fucking guns, you use whatever the fuck you can to to get whatever you can get your hands on. That's going to do the most damage and harm possible, whether it be your belt, whether it be a table leg, a bicycle tire, whatever is in the environment. You know, I've never seen somebody beat the shit out of somebody with a table leg, dude. That reminds me of a story of Stefan Marbury, you know, the basketball player. Yeah, right? Starberry's you know, baby. Yeah, Starberry. Full wore that, full, I remember this full. Wore his, debuted his shoes and he sprayed his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I those are get- garbage. I mean, look, I admire why he made the Starberries because he wanted to like make affordable shoes for, for kids. Yeah, yep. the, in inner city, right? But like, yeah, I remember a story he was telling too, like about the all the crazy shit that he would see growing up. And one of the stories was he saw a dude get impaled by a table leg. On the basketball court, like the, a fight broke out and somebody got fucking stabbed and impaled by a table leg. And I thought it was just like, who has a sharp fucking table leg just at there at the ready? You know, it's like was he right. African too? That kid, hundred percent, hundred percent. That was African, kid, dude. Man, he's like, you know, he moved to New York after he got older. Madifoka, you are telling me yeah. I don't get these buckets? Not today, Madifoka. No, I get buckets. I bet you it was the same dude. <laughs> I mean, hey, when you know, I was in Sacramento, everybody told me I couldn't do nothing, and he just comes up, just starts stabbing people on the court. Now, there's so many questions behind that. I like, don't know. Yesterday, I saw a fucking homeless dude with a vacuum and i said why the fuck does he have a vacuum same shit why does he have a table like where did he get the table like from did he break it up did he just happen to find it how did he fit it into his pants without making it seem like there's a fucking table like going down you, you know what i mean God, there was just so, so many questions so many weird uh, everything that i thought was kind of normal growing like growing up when you kept when you share stories with oh, other for people sure, for sure and their eyes are wide i'm like for ah, sure that's not normal yeah yeah you know yeah no you, you definitely have those moments like when you start growing up start uh, interacting with uh, people from different walks of life and and you guys are sharing stories and then you have that moment of like oh you didn't grow up like that yeah, you didn't go through that. Okay, like having there was this one kid in our junior high that flunked like two or three times or some yeah. shit. This was hella old. I'm like, the fuck are you do still doing here, bro? Like you could get a job now. And fool's like in junior high, and nobody would fuck with that fool because yeah. like he was like his. I'm not sure if he was, but he was on the way to be mm-hmm. a norteño because mm-hmm. his you know his whole family's affiliated. Yeah, because he would uh, he would always get in trouble because. Uh, 
we had school uniforms, but yeah. he would always wear a red rag with them all the time. Uh, and you're not supposed to wear rags or colors. Right. But he didn't give a fuck. Right. Because like he, I guess he wanted to be hard as fuck. Yeah. But this, I'm all like, bro, you're like 25 years old and you're in junior high, dog. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. He wasn't that old, but I'm just saying, like, he yeah. was old as shit. It's well, like, he sh- that and obviously he's going to be bigger, I would assume, than the, Oh, he was bigger, dude. Yeah, than the kids. If he's fucking two, three years older, like, during that time, that makes a pretty big like difference. The, uh, the musculature looks different, too. Yeah. You know, because we just hit puberty and then we go into junior high right. and then you see this motherfucker there. It's like, bro, you clearly don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. And that fool used to have like the gel back hair and he used to braid that shit up. Uh-huh. Like, cause his hair was hella fucking long. Yeah. And he used to wear his pants as baggy as fucking possible. Yeah. Sag that shit, red boxers, red bandana. And he used to always get in trouble for that shit. But nobody would fuck with him because he's so much older. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would be kind of stupid, like, to say anything to him, make fun of him. Like somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Thank God. But yo, speaking of guns, man, I know this is a kind of a hard segue here, but the uh, whole like school shooting situation again, you know, happening. Ethan oh, Crumbly. Bro, what happened with that? I actually didn't read it because I was like, I just didn't want to. Yeah, no. So basically it's a, it's another mass school shooting. Um, This kid, Ethan Crumbly, it, it happened in Michigan and the fucked up part is like, you know, once details came out about the situation after it happened, it was completely preventable, right? Now, his parents are also in, I believe, in custody being charged with the involuntary manslaughter. Or whatever. Like they got like four charges against them. But the kid's mom bought him a fucking gun for his 15th birthday, I believe, right? And that day that the shooting happened... He drew apparently some very disturbing pictures of like him killing people or something. Just <gasps> something very graphic. Teachers saw it. They had a conference with the parents that day. And it was so alarming that I think they advised the parents like, hey, this guy needs to seek professional help within the next 48 hours. Right? Okay. If it's that alarming where you say within the next 48, within the next two days, this guy needs to get some help. Right? But you know what they did after that? They sent him right back to class. What? And you know what happened after that? People died. Hey, all. It's David So. And if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show Two. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. People got shot. People got hurt. Completely preventable. And look, when I saw that this, that this happened, my first instinct was just, ah, or my first reaction, sorry, was another mass shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I caught myself this time where I hated that I was having that reaction. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm so desensitized to these mass shootings, to these fucking children getting shot and killed and dying that my reaction is, oh, another mass shooting. You know, we, we, I had this thought too where <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of news now uh, where, we, where we always kind of harp on this too. It's that the, the media that we get fed mm-hmm. that a lot of people harp and talk big about are the ones that are f- pushed towards us. Right. There is no denying this anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, we talk about that with the uh, the Giselle um, 
Ghislaine. Ga- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ghislaine, whatever. Giselle. <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Max- Giselle. <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. Right? Yeah. That's a huge fucking case. Yeah. It's getting no coverage. I know. No, nobody gives a fuck. I know. And fuck about it. And we're it. talking about fucking minors in this case too, you yeah. know? And so with this, man, I just I kind of stopped myself. You know, I mean, as you know, it's been like crazy and busy and hectic for me lately. But I, I just stopped myself to like really let myself feel it, yeah. you know? And I was just thinking about, I mean, fuck, think about it, dude. The heartbreak, your friend died, your yeah. child died, your your nephew died, your niece died. You know what I mean? And and these are fucking kids, right? And what does that say about like the state of this country and the state of gun law? Like, you want me to tell you something crazy, bro? Our country, the United States of America, right? From what I remember, I don't know if this stat has been updated, but I think as of 2018, our country is has 60 times more mass school shootings than all the developed nations combined. Mm. What the fuck does that say about the state of our country? What does that say about the state of our society? We're talking about kids. The fact that they're kids implies they need nurturing, they need guidance, they need help right? They're kids who basically, you got to teach them how to navigate this world. His parents failed him. The school system failed him and society failed him. I wonder too, in in, in like these cases too, right? Uh, I wonder what the stat is for other countries because there's a lot of stuff that isn't said or done, right? Mm -hmm. Just because like, not in terms of like mass shootings or whatever, but because I always... Like, for example, I had a conversation with somebody where we were talking about all these stories that we would hear mm-hmm. uh, in Mexico, like stuff would happen. And I've shared a story on this podcast where I talked about a, a, a girl who was kidnapped by the cartel, had her body chopped off in half and delivered, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then just recently, I talked to another buddy of mine who had a person who was in film, a friend, and then he was missing for three days. They didn't know where the fuck he was. Yeah. He went to a fucking resort in Mexico, got kidnapped by a competing cartel. I don't, I, re- I don't remember which resort it was. And then he was like tortured for three days. Right. And they took all of his fucking money. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. This no. world is fucking nuts. It's savage. This savage. Was like, this was like a year ago or something like that. So yeah. I'm like, that's pretty fucking recent, dude. Yeah. And he was at a resort. Yeah. Which is not supposed to happen at resorts. Right. Um, which is kind of shocking too. But, you know, to go back on that, I wonder if a Columbine happened now, would people care as much as they did back then? Right. I, I wonder, right? Because there was that massacre in Vegas where there was like a sniper on a building just yeah. fucking killing yeah, people. Yeah, going off. It was like one of the biggest mass shootings in history. Yeah. But people don't talk about that shit. I know. And that, but that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> you just get desensitized to this thing, you know? And look, there's going to be people like, oh, you know, but that kid was just crazy. Or, hey, he had bad parents. What? We don't have um, mental health uh, issues in other countries. We don't have bad parents in other countries that exist all across the world. The difference is the access to guns. Other countries either don't have it or it's extremely fucking hard to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's like a reflection of, of like what needs to change in this country, man. Like, look, the, the people having guns, it's all fine and good, but don't make it easy for them to get it. You know? Yeah, I mean that's definitely the parents' fault though. Like yeah, it's, it sucks. No, absolutely. The, his parents are fucking garbage. It's clear. Yeah. They fled too. Once they became people of interest, they 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 disappeared, you know, and they had to get arrested. 
Yeah, because I think they found out that they're, they might be facing some charges here. Yeah, you gave a 15-year-old a fucking gun. Yeah. Well, and, and just negligence all around. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. The parents failed them. The school system failed them. The society failed them. But that kind of just goes levels, to show man. How, how shitty those parents are because you could tell after their kid just did a mass fucking shooting. Did that kid survive, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't kill himself. No, uh, he, he and he's getting tried as an adult. Okay, yeah. So this mass shooting happens, right? The the parents aren't even thinking about their kid; they're thinking about themselves, right? Which goes to show a reflection of how shitty exactly. these fucking parents are. Exactly. So, I mean, for me too. I think like the hard part is is like for anybody who talks about guns. I think the 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 re- harsh reality that everybody has to realize: you're not going to take guns away from Americans. It's just not going to happen. Right. It's like what the foundation of this country was brought upon. It has to deal with. You know, in case government takes control, it's just ingrained in our culture and society. I think the hard part is, is like individual responsibility is kind of um, not really focused on, right? Yeah. They go, oh, we need we need to um, take all these guns away. Just not possible. So let's talk about something a little more real, right? Gun laws. Like, yeah, and that's, I wish I knew more about like the whole gun situation in this country um, because I, I really don't. Well, gun 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 rights activists want to make it as simple as possible to be able to not only own a firearm, but to be able to carry the firearm, concealed firearm, all of that, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, why is it so hard to fucking agree on the fact that it should be a very, very extensive process in order for you to be able to buy a firearm, possess a firearm, and own it? Yeah, I wonder what the argument behind that is. I never really thought about Cause that. Because right America. That's yeah. why. That's why. It's really yeah. that. It's really that. It's it's our God given right. It's yeah. in the. It's the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Right. I mean, Ca- California too is like a really weird place to be right now, just because recently, if you guys heard, um, there's a bunch of smash and grabs, people getting uh, robbed in front of their house. <sighs> it's 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 crazy. It's what. Well, but the annoying thing is, is that these people are getting caught and just let go, like yeah. with with no not being reprimanded well, at all. Yeah, I'm just, gonna tell you something funny about that. So. Uh, you know, the whole defund the police campaign. Right? Yeah, yeah. I believe LAPD had lost $150 million in in, uh, in funding. And then now they got more than that. They got right. $200 million because people saw, oh, fuck. We need cops. <laughs> so look, man, even the whole defund the police shit, I'm not against fucking police reform. And, and there needs to be a lot more rules and procedures in place. That's, um, I guess, more universal across mm-hmm. the board. But defund the police just as a general thing. All right, just take money away. That ain't solving shit, bro. Well, that, but you know what the funny thing is? People people can't even also admit wrong. Because I remember I also talked about like, you know, uh, giving it a different moniker or like reallocate this. You know, but uh, I had a couple of conversations with uh, people that I met that are cops, right? Mm. And they they kind of gave me a different perspective of like, how guns are dealt with and how like these situations are dealt with, right? They go, oh, you should call social workers. He goes, you ask a social worker who wants to go into a dangerous situation and you let me know who that social worker is. Right. It's a lot easier said than done. Um, and his buddy was like, you think I wouldn't want somebody else to go in there besides me to deal with these fucking, a crazy person with the weapon who wants to kill themselves and kill everybody? You think I wouldn't mind having somebody else say, hey, I could do your job better. And it's a social worker. Yeah. Guess what? That social worker doesn't want to go there. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times, yeah. they're going to say no. I was like, you know, you want to know why? Because a $50,000 job isn't worth risking your life for. Yeah, exactly. So he goes, people keep telling us about these situations where they don't know our job. 
and they also don't know the situations. He goes, yeah, there are, I, I agree with these situations with these shit cops. They don't represent the force that I know. So I, I get it and I understand. The hard part is, is that everybody's keep, everybody keeps throwing out these solutions that are way easier said than done. So when we talk Absolutely. about reallocating this money to social workers, they go, what are you talking about? Yeah. They don't want to be there. Yeah. I go, oh, and I was like, oh shit, you know what? You're kind of right. I don't, I don't think as a social worker, I would want to do that. Like, well, does this entail my job? Yeah. Like, and does the pay reflect it as well? Yeah. So we have to talk about that too. It's like, there's, it's a deeper issue than a lot of people think, you yeah. know? And um, I talked to another buddy of mine, um, I forgot that he was a cop, you know, for the longest because we don't ever talk about his work. But he was talking about like the difficulty with dealing with so many people in so many cases that it's just a really hard job. And like, for example, he goes, I would watch cases where people are getting mad about how people are handled. He goes, have you ever tried to restrain somebody before when they're when they're being belligerent? Or on drugs. Or on drugs. He goes, none of you know what that fucking feels like. He goes, it feels like you're trying to wrestle somebody that has superhuman strength. He goes, it's so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. He had his, uh, he had to get uh, like surgery on his back because somebody like ripped out a, like dislocated like a couple of his discs. Um, He got fucked up quite a few times. And he goes, and even in those cases, people are screaming like, why are you hurting him? He goes, I, I got like three of my vertebrae (laughs) popped out. You know what I mean? For this guy who's going around uh, beating his wife and so we had to restrain him and then people are screaming you know that i'm a piece of shit cop yeah. when i came in for a domestic violence call but nobody talks to me about this stuff you know he goes i understand that there's bad cops but we never get to see the full scope of things it's like we we're very needed in this community and it makes it hard to work this job when people tell you that you're fucking useless that's what i'm saying though it's yeah. the overgeneralizing yeah grouping everybody into the same thing and say like, oh you know what you're a fucking cop you're a bad guy no, man, just like everything else, there's good people and there's bad people, you know, yeah. not all fucking cops are evil and fucking want to harm people or like, you know, racially profile or, you know, use uh, violence or excessive force. Nah, man, it's not not all fucking cops are like that, you know, but we live in an age where it's just like they want a screenshot of what is the general thing we're, we're talking about here and then just run with that. Mm-hmm. OK, you know what? We're, we were talking about defunding the police. Defund the fucking police everywhere. And nobody you wanted know? to take responsibility for the fact where people were like, um, somebody mentioned too where I was talking about reallocating money. And they're like, David, you're dumb because that's what defund the police means. I was like, no, that's what it became because of the criticism. It was not like that at first. Oh. It was defund and take money away. You decided to redefine it now because you realized how stupid it was. And now you're trying to act like you're smarter than everybody else when really that definition changed later on, which I didn't fucking know about. You know what I'm saying? And listen, I'm, I'm you know, when we get caught up in our emotions, like I'm guilty of this too, where, yeah, well, defund the police. When I first heard that, I was like, that's a great solution. But then all it took for me was to take a step back and say, maybe we should reallocate this money and do this, this, and that. Then I talked to like two, two cop buddies of mine, and they both said the same thing. It's easier said than done. And yeah. they both gave me the same reason. And they don't know each other. I'm like, right. fuck, that's another perspective I didn't think about. Well, it's it's a complex issue, man. There's, yeah. there's no way around that. And and I think, again, the problem is, is that people are just overgeneralizing too much on what needs to be fixed. But- yeah, it's clear, bro. Like all the shit that's been happening in LA, you know, uh, the crazy thing is like we've been seeing the uh, all the crimes happening in rich parts of LA, right? Melrose, yep. Beverly Hills, places like that. Difference is though, 
they they still got money. So you know what they do? They say, oh, you know what? We're tired of this shit happening. So they banded, banded together residents, right? They bought cameras and set up cameras everywhere. And now they have like a private security business going on. Do that shit in, in a, you know, like- Poor area. Yeah, in a poor area. That's not going to happen. They just have to live with it, right? So it's another thing, just the disparity in, in fucking wealth and just kind of this, the whole situation here in LA has gone to absolute shit to the point where like, yeah. I don't even know if I want to live in LA anymore. Yeah, you know? that, I mean, it's, it's getting to that point for me now too, especially because of how le- you know, the hardest thing about California is the way that they, I consider myself pretty liberal. He's getting crazy now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the fact that pe- criminals are getting away and they're getting benefits versus being reprimanded. It's like, oh, I could just smash and grab something under $1,000 or under $5,000 and I could walk away scratch-free. There's no consequences for people. I'll yeah. tell you this though. You know, a lot of people not my, like the, the the gun laws in Texas. You rob somebody in Texas, you're fucking six feet under. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so, so that's an argument for uh, like yeah. gun advocates, right? And again, I'm not saying oh, take away everybody's guns yeah. and, they, and people don't have the right to own. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there just needs to be a lot more extensive. It needs to be a lot more extensive process to getting a gun. It yeah. shouldn't be an easy process by no means because you got these people who are not right in the head, whether they're old enough to buy it or these irresponsible parents fucking purchasing a gun for their kid who's already mentally unstable for his 15th birthday. And at what's the result? Yeah, what was the what was the fucking idea behind that? It's like, ah, oh, my kid's a little crazy. A gun, <laughs> you know. I want to know the fucking thought process behind that. Well, obviously they're trash human beings, man. I mean, I I don't know like the the details of like everything in that case with the parents, but just from what I've read, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, like what are you fucking doing? And it's just. Ah, like I was thinking, man, if that was my son, my daughter, my niece, my nephew, you know, like it's heartbreaking, man. It's yeah. fucking heartbreaking. And and it made me upset and sad and angry all at the same time. I just had like this bundle of emotion. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. Uh, it's another one of those stats where this country is number one in and it's not anything to be proud of. Yeah. You know? um, so speaking of like liberal and all of that this hat i was telling you before oh, yeah. we started the podcast so this is the first time i wore this hat out in public today and i was getting double takes from people and i was like what the fuck why why are like multiple people giving me like double looks i think it was because they thought i was wearing a maga hat which is fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. and, and it, you know like red has become pretty much like i like synonymous with the donald trump brand and so I think they were just kind of doing double takes to see if I had. And then Dave pointed out, maybe they thought it was M for MAGA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is not an M, dude. This is SS right here for our secret That's society. That's so funny. They're like, you feel good about yourself, you fucking <laughs> gooky-ass traitor. Hey, so this hat is inspired by a 90s cigarette. I'm not going to say the name, you know, because yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. But it's inspired by a 90s cigarette brand. That should be clear enough on what it's inspired by. But I'm like, I wanted to tell these people, I'm not fucking MAGA, bro. <laughs> like, just people walk by, why don't you suck his dick? You're like, what? What are you, are you talking to me? What do you mean? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, uh, you know, I was because uh, I was going to UPS to drop off some stuff, and then like, yeah, people just kind of like 
You know? You can't wear red hats anymore, bro. I know, but fuck it, bro. Like, this is not what that means, man. I, feel- I think it's a dope hat. So, you know, I- I'm going to still so, rock it. So funny. Well, yeah. guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. We will, uh, every Thursdays and Sundays, so far for this month until next year, January. I'm thinking about flipping up the way that this uh, podcast looks. Instead of just having one angle, we might have three cameras, kind of up the production on it. So uh, you could get one under the ball shot. One, you one know, ball shot. Away. I'm going to one right, right into my penis hole. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys will like it, but sometimes I just want to switch it up and have a change. Um, it's going to cost a little more money, but whatever. If it's once a week, I might as well just up the production on it. But uh, every every uh, Thursdays and Sundays until January 1st of next year. Uh, other than that, guys, uh, you can catch Ed at Ed2 on Instagram and also Secret Society, S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. Yes, Just dropped a new fucking fire-ass line. We're going to talk about it on another podcast. Um Or whenever it comes out. It might be before this one. Who knows? But... <laughs> but uh, New back to basics line, um, probably one of the, my favorite lines that we did so far, especially because everything is made domestic, which means the the quality, the cut. And so everything is fucking amazing about it. And I know a lot of people out there want to talk that, you know, their shit is dope, but you're still is still a blank from a fucking factory. So don't you dare talk to me about that shit. Um, but yeah, every Thursday and Sundays for this month and then once a week starting next year, it's still going to be a dope podcast. We're going to keep it uh, uh, going on Sundays. Uh, every Sunday's 12 p.m. And we'll see you all next time. All right, y'all. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.